Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everyone? We have another baseball-filled show with random facts you didn't even know you wanted to know. Last week, we filled you in on where the seventh-inning stretch originated, and this week, have you ever wondered where the anthem Take Me Out to the Ball Game" came from? Well, wonder no more. You're about to find out. Later in the show, we'll chat with former BYU Baseball Radio play-by-play Brent Norton, who called over 1,000 games. But first, we have our TV play-by-play guy with us, Spencer Linton. What's up, Spence? Hey, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. And uh, hopefully I'm a good uh, pre, uh, whatever you want to call this, uh, pre-game act for the real guest later on. <laughs> what did you call me yeah. last time, Lauren? A joke? A joke of a pro <laughs> or something said, like that? I said, let's bring a- Hey, we cut that out. <laughs> of the show, Spence. Don't bring that up again. I'm just kidding. Oh, I love Lauren so much. Let's move on to the real pro. Oh. No, no, Spencer. You Listen, you do it all. You are one of the most professional guys that I know, and you know every sport. That's what's absolutely insane. But today we're going to be talking about baseball. Baseball is the never-changing sport in an ever-changing world. Yes. For you, what is the best thing about baseball? Just the ambiance. I think the sounds and the atmosphere the green grass, or in BYU's case, the beautifully manicured, <laughs> heated turf, the backdrop of Miller Park, the Wasatch Mountains. Like, BYU, I don't know if people understand that BYU has one of the most iconic baseball backdrops and setups oh, in the entire beautiful. country. Major it's League beautiful. Baseball sent out a tweet a month ago and said, what do you prefer as your backdrop? Ocean cityscape or mountains and it was two major league fields for the other two options and then miller park for byu (laughs) baseball and at that moment i was like yep they get it they know just how epic this backdrop is so beautiful i love the ambiance yeah the sounds uh grabbing a hot dog you know drinking uh, soda and just watching baseball it's just there's nothing like it it is full of tradition and it's something you want to hang out with your friends at with your family at and it's kind of slow moving and easy going and um yeah it's just hard to beat it's the pure sport that's what i call it yes and you can you can actually have a great conversation during a baseball game and and you really can't do that with any other sport it's too loud it's too it's too quick pace but baseball you can just sit back and relax and and enjoy the game i absolutely love it you you brought up the turf of BYU baseball mm-hmm. and that's kind of a controversial thing what what are your honest thoughts would you rather have dirt or do you like now that it's been a couple of years do you like the turf on BYU baseball field well i'm thinking about it from Head coach Mike Littlewood's perspective and from the athletic director Tom Holmo's perspective, because it's hard to recruit to Provo, Utah in an area that, you know, six months of the year is pretty much not ideal for holding a baseball practice outside. But because they have the turf and they have the ability to heat the field and melt somewhere from four to six inches of snow every hour they can do things that they haven't done before. This has opened up so many recruiting opportunities for Mike Littlewood because the field always looks nice, and now he can say, hey, we can practice here in January and February. If it's not blanketing snow, we can make it work, and we can layer up and go out there and play baseball. And so this has just opened up a lot of different avenues that otherwise have never been in place for BYU baseball as a program. So, I mean, I love playing on natural grass. Like, I'm always, I've always preferred the natural turf, the way that you mow the grass and cut the lines and how it shows up. But 
when you're talking about competing at a high level with primarily West Coast Conference schools in Pepperdine and LMU, who's in Los Angeles, and San Diego, even up the coast, San Francisco and Santa Clara, they're not dealing with these weather issues. So having a turf field helps kind of even the recruiting field for BYU baseball. So I kind of look at it from a skewed perspective. I have a different lens because I know what it means to BYU baseball. If you're just asking me what I prefer to watch baseball played on, then I would tell you, oh, natural grass, no problem. Like Wrigley Field, the ivy in the background, like all that stuff, I want a natural surface. But it, it's an equalizer for BYU, so I get it, and I, I'm coming around to it. And frankly, it looks amazing in January. You know, everything else is brown and <laughs> ugly, and then you go to Miller Park and you're like, this turf is incredible. So, yeah, I'm, I'm coming around to it. Very true. And I and I, I don't think – I'm glad you brought that up because – and I don't think it's a skewed perspective. You actually are probably one of the few people that kind of have a clear perspective of why BYU baseball did that because I didn't even think of some of those things. Most of the teams are in California, so they are going to have uh, great fields all, all year round. But I don't like that they can't get dirty. I just feel like that's part of the game of baseball. And I know they, they still get a little uh, – I don't know what those are, those little, uh, like, rubber things. Yes, yeah, yeah, the pitcher's socks. mound. The, the, yes, exactly. And and it's weird because when I'm calling play-by-play, typically I say, oh, that's a ball low in the dirt. But I literally have said, that's a ball low in the turf. Like, I have changed <laughs> my entire approach and my weird. vocabulary to fit what BYU is actually playing on. So, And the game's mm. faster. I mean, the, you don't get yeah. as many crazy hops, and the players are faster because you're on turf. Uh, which makes it fun. You know, you can track down some baseballs other in other fields where you're slipping on grass and things like that. Right. So it, it does make the game a little bit faster as well. And you mentioned how you ha- kind of had to change your vocabulary uh, when calling the game. So what makes calling baseball unique from other sports? More so in baseball than any other sport, there is an opportunity to let it breathe and lay out. Mm. And just I talked about the ambiance of baseball, right? People want to hear just kind of the hushed crowd as they're waiting for the pitch to happen and the smack of, you know, the mitt uh, when the catcher is, you know, receiving the baseball from the pitcher, whatever the pitch is. There are these sounds, and you can just kind of let it soak in. So especially in a pressure-packed moment, like if it's a one-run game in the ninth inning and BYU is, you know, they've got two runners on, there's one out, and they need a run to tie the game or a base hit to potentially drive in the walk-off run, like you can just kind of lay out and Mm. and let the game breathe. Like you set it up. Hey, runners on first and second, full count pitch to Mitch McIntyre, and then you just lay out and let the game play. And then when something happens, if he hits it or he fouls it off, like you obviously announce what's happening. But it's okay to have – you know, what people feel like is dead air, but it's not dead air because people are enjoying just the natural ambiance and sound of the game and they're feeling the pressure. Like it's in those moments you don't really want to talk. You just kind of want to watch like, oh, here we go. Right. Um, so that that is unique to baseball is that there's a little bit more quiet time and you don't have to be talking the entire broadcast. And people are okay with that sure. silence. Yeah. In fact, they, pre- they appreciate it. Kind of like you said, there, there are so many awesome traditions that come with baseball too. Spencer, what's your favorite baseball tradition? Oh man. I mean, you mentioned a couple of great ones. Like the seventh inning stretch is a lot of fun. And, you know, when I went to the Red Sox game for the first time in, I think it's been about a decade since I went to Fenway Park for the first time. And 
stood up and sang Sweet Caroline in the eighth inning. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I'm not a Red Sox fan. Like, I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan. They're a heated rival in the division. But, like, in the moment, you're just like, this is amazing. Um, so, yeah, the songs that are associated um, with, with the game, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, that's a lot of fun. But there, for me, there is nothing, nothing that just beats eating a hot dog and watching baseball. Like in right. in the park. Like I don't want to eat a hot dog when I'm watching it at home. I only want to do it <laughs> when I'm in the actual park watching the game. Like I want the hot dog tastes better, the experience is better. So for me, it just it sounds a little silly, but like I I like the concessions: popcorn, peanuts, hot dog, oh, watching baseball. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm just, with you. We need to do a whole other segment on the random things that you eat at sporting events just because you're at a sporting right? event. How often things do you, you eat shelled peanuts? Uh, give me a bag of those shelled peanuts. Texas, like, Texas Roadhouse, maybe. Yes, exactly. Like maybe, but like I, <laughs> I every baseball game I go to, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want some shelled peanuts. <laughs> When else do you want that in your life? And it's normal. It's, it's, to- nor- never. it's totally really normal. Don't. Yeah, some crack, <laughs> some Cracker Jacks. Uh, <laughs> only at a baseball game. I know, and it's so great. I love it. Well, you, Kay, you mentioned taking me out of the ball game. I know you're a guy that likes to sing, Spence. You have a wonderful voice. You, oh and you dabbled in the high school choir, if I'm not mistaken. Did you? Um, I, I was in the Madrigal Choir. That I was. That is, that is what I first thought. First tenor, well, take- Lauren, first tenor. Whoa, Spence. My gosh, look at you. No, I believe it because I'm saying you have a great voice. Take Me Out to the Ball Game is played during the seventh inning stretch at almost every MLB game. But did you know how it all began? And you probably do because you know a lot of things. Do you know how that started? I do not know that specific detail. So I am on pins and needles. Inform me, Lauren. Here it is. Here it was. The song was written in 1908 by Jack Norworth, a 29-year-old guy who was riding a subway to Manhattan. And apparently he looked out the window and saw a billboard that said, Baseball Today, Polo Grounds. And that inspired him to write the lyrics to take me out to the ballgame. It took him only 15 minutes to write the lyrics on a scrap of paper. And his composer friend, Albert Von Tilzer, then added the melody. And neither of them had actually been to a major league game at the time, by the way. It was an instant hit and became the top song in the country for seven weeks. And it was the most popular song of that year. What is interesting, I actually love this. If you read the actual lyrics, it's about a woman who is on a date and wants to go to a baseball game, which Mm. at the time was something only men did. So it's been considered a women's liberation song. And it was only played a few times at games up until 1976. So it was written in 1908. And then in 1976, Chicago announcer Harry Carey. Remember him? Oh, yes. Spence? Harry Carey. I just remember the... Uh, the two one to Dunstan. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Carey here. <laughs> uh, he occasionally would sing the song in the seventh inning. And an opening day in 76, Bill Veek. Notice fans were singing along with Carrie, so he put a secret microphone in the broadcast booth the next day, and Carrie started singing the song over the microphone. Love it. People joined in, and that's when fans started to sing the song every game. There you go. I love it. There's the backstory. I to love take me it. out to the ball game. Fantastic. And of course, it was Harry Carey that started it, which is why it's still like the most prominent thing that happens at Chicago Cubs games. <laughs> That's right. They're bringing all these guest people to sing it off tune, off pitch, just horrible <laughs> voices. It doesn't matter. No, people don't they'll, care. They'll throw anybody up there if you're a little bit famous. <laughs> the only thing I think of when I think of Harry Carey is Will Ferrell's impersonation. Yes. I, I can't. Can't hear the name Harry Carey without thinking of Will Ferrell. <laughs> so if any of you guys are, are Harry Carey fans, do yourselves a favor. And if the mood was made of cheese, would you eat it? <laughs> if, the, if the mood was made of crab ribs, would you eat it? Do you so, have mad cow disease? So random. 
I know. So great, though. Spencer, you are a wonderful human being. Thank you so much for being on here with me today. Hey, it's good to hang out for the baseball show. Thanks for having That's me right. on. You betcha. All right, coming up next, 30-year play-by-play guy for BYU baseball, Brent Norton. He's a real me. pro, Lauren. <laughs> he is. Let's, let's go to the real pro <laughs> and talk about his time at BYU and all things baseball. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to the Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. If you're a big fan of the BYU baseball team, you've most certainly heard the voice of longtime radio play-by-play Brent Norton. Recently retired, Brent called over 1,000 games in his 30 years covering the team, and he's with me on the line right now. Thanks for coming on the Cougar Tailgate, Brent. Hey, Lauren. Great to join. Uh, Look forward to the opportunity here. Brent, you were just telling me that at the very – I think this is fascinating. At the very beginning, you were the one who – who kind of started uh, BYU baseball radio. Tell me the story of that. Yeah, you know, Coach uh, Gary Pullins, who was a coach, head coach here for about 20 years at BYU, approached me. I knew him. He knew I had the kind of career and job that could maybe be a little flexible with my schedule, and he asked me if I'd ever be interested in uh, in uh, doing some radio for BYU. And uh, kind of intriguing to me. I love the game of baseball, so I said, yeah, well, we'll give it a shot. And so I kind of started a little company uh, and went out and sold ads and bought the radio time from different, I mean, it's 960 and 1400 AM, Hmm. all channels that aren't even around anymore (laughs) and uh, sold some spots just normally enough to, to pay for that. And then donated my time and energy and effort to, to Cougar baseball over the last 30 years. I think that is so incredible. And and you covered the BYU baseball team for obviously a very long time. What was your favorite thing about that job? You know, the greatest thing about it was just uh, the relationships with the players, with the coaches, uh, uh, you know, traveling, uh, just getting to know the young men and seeing how they, uh, their lives uh, changed as they came to BYU and, uh, and then, and then just being able to call a game I love, baseball. It's, uh, you know, broadcasting baseball is, is different. I've done basketball. I've done football. But I'll tell you, baseball is, is different. It's much more methodical. Um, it's really a game within a game. Uh, it's just a great – it's just – I love the game of baseball for lots of different reasons. But uh, uh, that's how it all kind of got started, and uh, I just love – the relationships that I built throughout the years. And that's kind of what kept me going for all those 30 years. And you mentioned you love obviously building relationships with players and with coaches. How did you see the game of baseball impact the players you watched all those years? You know, it's a very disciplined game. I mean, it's, it's, it's an individual game, but a team sport. It's the only game where if you're, you get three hits and every 10 times you come to the plate, you're considered a great player. Uh, Mm -hmm. So only, you know, uh, 30% of the time you're successful. And uh, so it was just interesting seeing young men fail, succeed, and uh, come together as a team. And, and, uh, you know, it's just a great game. I mean, it's the only game when you think about it. You know, the pitching mound's 60 feet, 6 inches from home plate. Hmm. The bases are 90 feet apart. It's never changed. Abner Doubleday so came up with those dimensions, and it still works today, 100 years later. You look at the NBA, they've added the three-point line. They've 
they've increased the size of the floor. Uh, when you look at football, there's been lots of changes to that. But I'll tell you, baseball is just it's just stayed the same, and it still works. It's it's a, it's a beautiful game, and I know a lot of people. I think it's a little boring, but I'm telling you, I just <laughs> uh, I just love the game, and uh, love calling the game, um, and just had a lot of fun over all those years. And you know, maybe that's what makes the game so nostalgic is because it's never changed. It's the same for your grandpa and your grandpa's dad and you know and for generations and generations and it's just never changed like you mentioned and what so this might be a hard question for you because a lot has happened in BYU baseball in 30 years but do you have a favorite memory in all those years you know um I've got lots of great memories uh one of the great memories I've had that happened just recently about three years ago we were uh playing in the west coast conference uh, tournament uh we were the last week of the season, uh, we had a, I think we had a one or two game lead over Gonzaga and they were coming to Provo to play a three game series. So all we had to do was win one of those games. Uh, Gonzaga came in and just beat us up. I mean, they swept all three games. They won the regular season. And I wondered how that team would react to that. Mm-hmm. The next week we went um, into Stockton for the conference tournament. And we lost a game early in the tournament. Gonzaga went undefeated. So we, we met them in the conference championship, and we had to beat them twice in that conference championship in a doubleheader on the same day. And we just cleaned their clock. I mean, we just beat them <laughs> up. And uh, it was just cool to see it, the team come back after what had happened uh, the week before and how they, they had just uh, been – uh, beaten pretty badly and just come back and really show what they were worth. And then we went on to the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, back with coach Pullins, we went to Tallahassee, got into the conference or the regional final there. That was back probably 25, 27 years ago. Hmm. Uh, we've had, you know, Vance law was a coach. Uh, we went to uh, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska and played in the, in the uh, regional. So I think you, you remember all of those highlights as far as teams that really, won conference championships. You know, during my tenure, we were in the uh, WAC conference. We were in the Mountain West. We were in the West Coast conference. I mean, that's how far I go back. Hmm. And so just lots of great memories about being on the road with the guys, playing in some major league stadiums, playing in some of the great collegiate ballparks uh, spread across the nation. Uh, You know, it was interesting before when this all came down, I got thinking about it and talking to Coach Pullins, who kind of got me into this, and Coach Tuckett, uh-huh. and they and they believe that I've watched more BYU baseball or been there at more games than anybody on in on the face of the planet. And I, and I agree <laughs> with that because I was going to all the away games, uh, broadcasting, you know, 40, 50 games a year for 30 years. That's an awful lot of baseball, and I loved every minute of it. Oh, I love that so much. And and I'm sure, and I know that they miss you around there. That's got to be something hard to let go of after that many years. How how are you hanging in there, Brent? <laughs> you know, I have to admit it's been tough. It's been really, really tough. I mean, my spring times are normally on the road. I think it's probably affected my wife more than anybody. Mm-hmm. She's not used to having me around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's been tough. Uh, you know, I've, I've listened to a couple of games. I've watched a couple of games and, uh, I haven't been able to get over the ballpark yet, but I plan on doing that. I'm sure I'm, as I'm sitting there, I'll be 
wanting to grab a microphone and start doing the play-by-play. But, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's probably the right time. I mean, uh, BYU Broadcasting de- decided that they kind of wanted to come in and and uh, do it, and, uh, and and that's fine. And, you know, I've, I've uh, got plenty of things going in my life. I've got 22 grandkids I'm trying to keep track of and keep, <laughs> keep up with all of their activities. And uh, so it's a good thing. I, I, really, I really appreciated the, the great support that I got there at BYU, all the way from the administration. The coaches were just unbelievably supportive of me. And, and uh, I'll look at it as, as one of the real highlights of my life, being able to be involved with a, an institution that I graduated from that I really love and, and to be able to kind of give back and, and then donate some time and, and some dollars and, uh, you know, hopefully help that baseball program over these last 30 years. I love that so much. And I know you've done so much for them and, and I'm glad you have 22 grandkids. That's definitely going to keep you busy. I'm sure. I, w- I want to ask you a few fun questions here. So all those guys that you've watched, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if they've done this for 30 years, but at least in recent memory for me, all the guys, all the players have walkout songs. Have you ever thought about what would be your walkout song? Yeah, it's, uh, Oh, what's, uh, put me in coach. What's the name of that? Uh, I'm right. You <laughs> oh, know, no. uh, you know, which one I'm talking about. Uh, I can't remember the, the guy's name right now that did it, but I went out and threw, threw out the first pitch here a couple of weeks ago. They had a little, they honored me and gave me a nice mm-hmm. plaque with a Jersey. And, and that was my walkout song. I'm not into <laughs> some of this rap stuff or some of these, uh, <laughs> things that are going on now but I know they've all they've all got uh, walkout songs and and they love them and sometimes if they get in a little bit of a slump they'll they'll change their walkout song hoping that anything can turn it around so uh, that's a part of the game now for sure yes hey you didn't even hesitate to answer that you've been thinking about that for a long time oh yeah oh yeah for sure (laughs) all right so everyone I feel like has a, a favorite MLB team or player who was yours growing up that you looked up to you know, it's an interesting, this is an interesting story. My brother, Chuck, uh, served his mission in Oregon uh, and Idaho, and he was part, Herman Killebrew, you probably don't even remember him, but uh, he played for the Minnesota Twins. He is a, uh, in the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame, had over 600 home runs, and he actually baptized Herman Killebrew. Oh my gosh, cool. And so that was my team, the Twins. Uh, and Harmon Killerbrew, and I, it's mainly because of him. And I had wow. a chance to meet him a couple of times. And uh, uh, but more recently, um, the LA Dodgers, and okay. a lot of that was because of Vin Scully. My wife will tell the story that we would go to bed at night, and I would kind of have the radio with a bunch of uh, static behind, trying to pick up Vin Scully and Dodger broadcasts. And I think that's kind of what got my interest in broadcasting number one baseball, but I just love the way he delivered the game. And uh, I've been a Dodger guy probably for the last 20 years. So last year was a real good year for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dodgers have won a world title in, in a long, long time, but uh, they are my team. I, I watch them all the time. And uh, uh, I, I just love the game of baseball on any level from from, you know, my little grandkids, five, six years old out there playing all the way up to the major leagues. So, uh, but they're, they're, they're I'm a definitely a Dodger guy. You put so much time and dedication into the game and the sport of baseball. So obviously there's so much love there. How was that initially instilled in you when you were young, that love of baseball? 
you know, I had, I had four older brothers and, uh, they were all pretty athletic. Um, but I, you know, I don't remember them playing on the baseball teams or anything, but I do remember them, uh, in the backyard of our house, just absolutely throwing pitch after pitch to me. (laughs) And, uh, so I think that's what it was. I, I, you know, I, I went to Provo High School. Uh-huh. Uh, played for the state title in baseball all three years. Uh, won two of those three. Was an integral part of that team. Also played wow. basketball. That was back in the Giff Nielsen era. Brett Roman. We won like sixty straight games during those three years. Oh wow, so that's awesome! It's always been a huge part of my life, and. Uh, I've kind of transferred all that activity now to, to golf. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I love I baseball. I play football and I play basketball. And uh, so it's always been, been a big part of, of my life. And, I, and I'd have to credit my, my brothers mainly for just kind of instilling that uh, drive in me to, uh, to uh, you know, take up the game and get better at it every day. And you mentioned this a little bit earlier when you were talking about the players and, and how you see that game mold them. But what do you love most about the game of baseball? You know, I, I just think, like I mentioned earlier, I think it's, it's, it's a, a team game, but it's so much based on individual performance. Mm-hmm. And it's just the beauty of meshing those two together and that the game is – just like we've talked about earlier, just the same today that it was a hundred years ago. I mean, right. it's, you know, there are probably more home runs being hit and uh, guys are getting bigger and stronger, but still 90 feet between bases still works. I mean, you're not having guys stealing 200 bases a year because they're faster. I mean, it still works. Right. And uh, you know, the pitchers are getting big and bigger and stronger and throwing you know, their mile per hour. I mean, if you don't throw 92, 93 miles an hour, you're, you're not a major on a major league roster. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just amazing how things have changed, but, but the basics of the game have stayed the same. And then just seeing how a team comes together and uh, you know, I've, I've seen 30 Cougar teams and they're all a little bit different, but it's just, uh, it's just fun to see how they've come together and, uh, you know, how I've seen some kids come to BYU, uh, be recruited to BYU, have no knowledge of the church or of Provo or really of BYU and how it's really uh, kind of molded uh, their entire life. I love and, that. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I hold those relationships really dear to my heart and uh, I keep those relationships alive and it's just uh it's, it's been a great run for me and uh, I've been given back a lot more than I've, than I've given. So I've just been really grateful for the opportunity. Brent, you are fantastic. Brent Norton, former radio play-by-play for BYU baseball, the guy that started it all. Thank you so much for taking the time with me today. I appreciate it. All right, you guys, good luck and uh, have fun on the show and uh, we'll look forward to tuning in. All right. Take care, Brent. And that does it for us today, folks. Thanks again to Brent Norton and Spencer Linton for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYURadio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate. Cougar Tailgate.